1: American football is coming to Ireland. Northwestern versus Nebraska at the Aviva Stadium, Dublin, 27th of August, 2022. Good news, that's a Saturday. That means that we are going to be there, the NC Show crew, providing we can get Ollie and Mike through customs. But I'm pretty sure we can. Uh, so we should be there for this in the build up for the game. It is going to go off. CollegeFootballIreland.com. That's the website to visit. Uh, Register interest. CollegeFootballIreland.com. Get involved. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coon Show. It is good to be back, gang, and Iron Mike in the house because we have got a whirlwind free agency to cast our eyes over. I'm gonna cut the preamble, cut all the exposition, and we will get straight down to business. Iron Mike, we're back. Iron Mike is back. Iron Mike performs before a live studio audience. Ah! (laughs) That's not the old school joke, Bob. Of one. (laughs) <laughs> what was that that you just played? That's, what? That, that was my live studio thumpish. audience. That suffering. was the live summary. Throwing himself as, as off the 24th expect. floor window.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a while. Um, and plenty number one. Plenty has happened. You know, it's like the NFL's dream of the 24-7-365 football season is, you coming know, true. is is really coming true. And, mm. um, and this is uh, before you showed up and ruined our day. Ollie and I were Ali and I were Thanks. talking and yeah. um you know agreeing that it had been probably the busiest or oh, most wow. eventful no free agency sort of week or 10 days if you count the um, legal tampering which is kind of an oxymoron mm. uh, as I wrote about it perfect for the um, for the quantum universe of the NFL isn't it just- it's tampering but it's not and then they say they say you know
1: illegal tampering well tampering is illegal tampering <laughs> That's what it means. Yeah, 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 yeah. that always boxes <laughs> me. So let's start there because we do have uh, Ollie's been busy. As we know, uh, our listeners will know he's been sunning himself on a beach um, for an unduly long amount of time. But he's back now and he's put together a bunch of questions that he's uh, firing to us that we're going to. Oh, okay. Gonna, gonna that answer. makes it easy. I'm going to say it does make it a lot easier. Um, but I'm going to sneak in one right off the bat based on what you just said, I am Mike. Why is it such a busy, frenetic? free agency window more than you can remember
0: yeah um the biggest single thing i think and you you could argue it's it's kind of just one of those perfect storms of when you have the right free agents and the right teams all you know looking but i think Mm. the big thing is that for the last two years teams have watched as teams who considered themselves more or less on the hump of success. Although I, I don't know if Tampa considered themselves on the hump, but, but certainly when they got Brady, they did went out and, you know, made that one big signing. They think um, we'll put them over the hump. Now in Tampa's mm. case, that's not quite true. Cause like I said, they signed Brady and then they went out and got a couple more people they thought could put them over the hump.
1: But and because they had Brady, he was the capitalist yeah, for a lot of those. But,
0: but, you know, we said at the time I, I was, I was, you know, we had seen, the bucks at in London, they were seven and nine team, but they were a very good seven and nine team. If you take Jameis's turnovers out of the equation, they're probably at that point, um, a 10 and 16, you know, maybe even better. Uh, and, and so therefore they were, if they considered themselves, we just need a quarterback, you know, that, that was true. And then last year, the Rams, we just need a quarterback. So this year, that kind of thing is, is applying again. And, you know, most notably first with Denver, Mm. Um, getting Russell Wilson, but then you know, then also, um, when Deshaun Watson's um uh, criminal charges disappeared, then all of a sudden it's yeah, let's get Deshaun Watson, and that that will put us over
1: the hump. Mm. How much of knowing that the copycat world that we're in with the NFL, how much of the success that that LA had when you can look at a situation like that, and, and obviously, every situation is going to be. Different to to a stronger or lesser degree, but nevertheless, they'll look at that and say, "Well, LA got that player and they big and it worked." Will, will teams? will GMs really think? Well, that's I'm more likely to do a deal based on that success, or they're able to to discern and look at look at the the nuance there.
0: It's not just GMs; it's owners as well, right? Um, and everybody does. I mean, quarterbacks are the key, um, or you know, in foot in football, but you can win without without a top flight quarterback that's that's been proven many times over i'm not sure matt stafford you know matt stafford if an interception doesn't get dropped in the san francisco game just a terrible throw maybe they don't get there and he wasn't the guy who took who put them over the hump in the game
1: right well that's both those points are great because yeah that's that's exactly what what i'm getting at is that fine margins you know if you're and maybe this will happen with wilson in in denver with we're going to talk ryan and the colts where it's demonstrably uplifted the team to a an unequivocally uh significant yeah. degree but but do you think stafford did that in la
0: well, I think I think part of it's perception, but perception is reality. When it's the team behind you, I think the team had more faith in Stafford bringing them back, and certainly the coaching staff did than Jared Goff, you know, to be able to to keep them in that situation. Now, you know, obviously the MVP of that game was was Aaron Donald, or you know, or Von Miller, maybe you know before you before you'd pick Stafford or or you know, um, or Cooper Cupp. E- even Cooper, <laughs> even Cooper, even Cooper. He was yeah. the MVP of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that there, but that's, that's just one game reality. I don't think they think Mm. they get to that spot without staff with, with Jared Goff at quarterback, without Stafford. And, and so, you know, the equation then becomes for you, because when you examine the, the Deshaun Watson signing, um, is what they paid fair for Deshaun Watson and paid in both senses financially and, and the, the, um, the hall of draft picks that Houston get. Um, would you rather be in Houston's position or Cleveland's? Uh, and I'm not saying that Cleveland are on the hump, but they certainly consider themselves close to it. And mm. justifiably, they've, you know, they've got a great running game. They've got a great offensive line. Um they went out and got Amari Cooper to, as well to give them a, a receiver to replace Jarvis Landry or whatever. And their defense is fairly solid. Um, but, but the quest, the question is, you know, if you're Houston, you have to ask what will we do with those draft picks over the next number of years and how will they improve our team? Mm. If you're the Browns, if Watson wins you a championship, then it's worth the money. Mm. I mean, that's basically what it amounts to overpaying is worth it. If you get the trophy.
1: Well, that's, let's go there uh, first of all, because they're not in any particular order. One of all these questions, uh, taking us back to our undergraduate days, I'd like. Uh, Deshaun Watson to the Browns discuss. It's, the, <laughs> it's number two on the list. So let's, <laughs> I know a lot of sports hosts yeah. <laughs> <sports laughs> who, who work on the same
0: principle, you know, and how, either how does it feel or your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, look at the hall here 22, 23, 24 are the first rounders. A third rounder uh, in 23 and fourth rounders in, in 22 and 24 to keeping up. And they get a 24-6 round pick back. Lucky them. Uh sure what sort of heads that way. So look, let's start with the the obvious Mike Teams um, brushing under the carpet off-field transgressions from particularly from star players, right? It's not anything new. This has been around forever, it seems. But do you feel that that this move from the Browns is up there with with the most unpalatable that you can remember it's hard. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's an
0: awful lot of opinion out there that says yes. Um, and, and I've seen, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen quite a bit of that um, um, in the, in the last couple of days, you know, popping up um, now I've had a long-standing position, which sometimes is, you know, has been a little argued. That I, I'm a big believer in the the justice system sure. um, taking doing doing its job, and and not not the NFL, um, which is not designed, or or I think in my mind not capable of doing that job. There was a very interesting. Um, Thread yesterday, I think, by Steph Stradley, who's a a lawyer in Houston and and a big um, um, blogger about the Texans and all. And uh, she's done, you know, she's done very good commentary on on a number of the, the legal things out there. And, you know. I, I like it because she agrees with me <laughs> on one, on one big point. But, you know, the NFL's justice, quote unquote, justice system is basically whatever the commissioner wants to do. Mm. Um, and that's been established by the result of the um, the, the the Brady, the Brady lawsuit, you know, mm. which in the end wasn't about um, inflation. It was about Brady not agreeing to hand over his phone um, and his lawyers not showing uh the the essential deference to the commission and that's basically what it boiled down to but but she pointed out that the the system is not is not designed to investigate these kind of things some of the complainants have already complained about the way they were treated and as she said what was their motivation in letting the NFL interview them
1: yeah, because just on that point, just just to, just to clarify this for, for listeners that, that maybe aren't totally aware. So there are uh, three different investigations that have gone on, right? The criminal investigation, which, of course, uh, uh, isn't going to be pursued. So that was the, the catalyst for, for the deal to get, get done. Uh, the civil case, which is ongoing, of course, and, and Watson is expected to settle that with over 20 plaintiffs, right? And then the NFL's is, yeah. 22. Yeah, that's over 20. And then the NFL's uh, own investigation. And they've interviewed uh a number of those plaintiffs right so they're three separate things going on and so to your point mike on on the latter on the nfl's investigation is that you don't feel that the nfl should be allowed to do this and and passing judgment ultimately ends in suspension or not right so yeah
0: the problem with the nfl is that it's basically a court of public opinion and depending on how strong public opinion is, that depends on what kind of punishments the commissioner will will lay down. Right. Um, the Sean Watson's lawyer, or I think, even someone from the team said that you know they the the criminal things had proven he was innocent. It was no mm. such thing. They simply couldn't bring an indictment
1: because, because yeah, sure.
0: it, it was basically he said she said. There's no evidence, you know, one way or the other. So. So there was not they couldn't indict further the charges, which was four women and nine separate counts. But most of the counts are are actually misdemeanor offenses. Um, They wouldn't carry jail time if 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 he were if he were convicted of them. Um, And the 22 civil suits break down. Even more so, the same way. If you want an analogy, he's closer to Antonio Brown's behavior than he is to, say, Ray Rice's um, mm.
1: or, or or Kareem Hunt's. In terms so. of the potential severity of, of
0: the of the, of the, the, the right, yeah, and and you know, and the the women's original civil suits, the twenty two civil suits were not for big money, although Texas law allows punitive damages, which could raise very high if you know if you're a masseuse and you've been traumatized by whatever sort of assault you had from Deshaun Watson and that means you can't you can't pursue your your living and you know blah 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 um, that's that's grounds for severe punitive damages and potentially uh, but he obviously was not going to settle that until the criminal charges had been resolved mm-hmm. because to settle them would be an admission of some sort of guilt.
1: And on that, for the record, Watson maintains his innocence. That's been his official position all the way along. Uh, that he he maintains that, that he's innocent of, of all these claims.
0: Yeah, and the um, you know the, the the civil suit won't really have much of a factor one way or the other. But go back to say Ben Roethlisberger, who was suspended. Yeah. You know, without without any criminal charges being brought against him. Um, Ray Rice, there was and Cream Hunt, there was video available right. and the video was shocking, which meant their suspensions were going to be stronger. And Ray Rice never played again, um, a, a, as you know, um, but kangaroo court um, influenced so much by the court of public opinion can take away a livelihood mm. a, apart from the ju- from the justice system doing it. And I thought that. Um, you know, in the case of Ray Rice, the justice system worked. The, the presumption was to work in favor of maintaining, of keeping the family together, which it appears to have done. Um, you know, the, they're still married. There have been no further domestic in, incidents. Um, and, every, you know, that. but that's what the system's designed to do. The system's yeah. not designed to take away his job and, and his living, which is what the NFL had affected. So I'm of, I'm of two minds of this. But I think the only key point here is that the contract itself was prepared in order to minimize the effect of a suspension on Watson himself. Right. He's only, he got all the money in advance. His salary for this season's $1 million. So, mm. He gets suspended. It's fifty-seven. What is it? Is it fifty-seven thousand a game for right. a seventeen-game se- season? So that's fair. That's fairly minimal. The effect on the Browns is obviously a bit stronger, but they went out and signed Jacoby Brissett
1: yeah. um, as, yeah.
0: as a backup um, just in case Baker Mayfield thought he was going to hang around in Cleveland.
1: <laughs> well, that well, yeah, we'll come to Baker in a minute. So yeah, just on that uh, the. Rothersburg incident, you mentioned he that was a six game suspension initially, it was reduced to four. Uh, Zeke Elliott, a six game ban for domestic abuse, Jameis had a three game ban, so. That is realistically, I guess what That's,
0: the, I think what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Whereas Calvin Ridley has a full year for betting for betting on his three three, yeah. three part three losing part. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, when he wasn't when he wasn't actually part of the
1: team, when he wasn't actually in the game as well. I do I mean, just go figure. This is. I mean, we talked about this on. Uh, I talked about this in the pod with Ben. This is my fundamental problem with this, Mike, is it, not specifically. And you make a very good argument that the NFL interfering in somebody's livelihood when the different processes have played themselves out and that should determine whether a, a player is able to carry on in his job or not in the same way it is for, for many other for many other businesses and many other careers and jobs i, I get that the, it's the inconsistency for me where a player can be guilty of egregious crimes domestic abuse uh, uh uh really really horrible stuff and pick up three or four games and calvin ridley bets on his own team and he's not playing and he's bang on for a year it just makes absolutely no sense to me at all
0: yeah I, that's that's pretty much that's pretty much the the way i look at it and i understand the point about maintaining the brand image um you know and uh what you would call it here bringing the game into disrepute uh you know that kind of thing and and misbehavior the problem is you know it, and this is more than misbehavior if if the accusations are are uh, to be believed. Uh, and again, I haven't read the, read the de- depositions or anything like that, but, you know, 22 different masseuses, um, having similar kind of stories. Is,
1: well, this is, is, I mean, that's why I'm, it's a great, it, it, look. I'm sure a lot of, a lot of listeners are, are in this situation as well. I use the word unpalatable and even using it, I, I, I was conscious of, well, he hasn't been found guilty of anything. Uh, he's maintaining his innocence, but there has to be i guess a common and logical perspective to adopt when you look at the volume of very credible journalism that's been written about this as you say you weigh up the um the the range of claims that are being uh, levied against him it seems extremely likely that there you know yeah a and and, and there's a disc- there's something a disconnect be,
0: yeah there's a disconnect because you want to see if he's done something wrong brought the game into disrepute, fine. He can be punished. The league can take action. But by the time this will all be settled, we won't. You know, we we probably still won't be sure whether he's brought the game in, into disrepute or not. And the very fact that he's been signed to a new contract means mm. that the game has survived by definition, whatever disrepute he's brought it into. Right. And, and, and therefore, <laughs> therefore, whatever punishment, as I say, will be solely for the purposes of public relations and right. you know, and not for any kind of natural or unnatural justice.
1: Yes, uh, exactly. Well, I can't. Uh... I can't top that Uh, brilliantly uh, said, Mike. Well, let's talk then about um, one other thing with the deal. Uh, Moving on from all of that, you mentioned, of course, earlier on the Amari Cooper move. On Amari Cooper coming in, Landry going, I know they're not identical players, but do you see that as essentially a push or do you think that the receiver core is going to be stronger, weaker with that mix? That,
0: that's, that's a good question because it depends on what Amari, Amari Cooper wasn't a number one in Dallas mm. um, and wasn't playing like a number one in Dallas. Landry is, is a number two. He's he's one of the best number twos you you can have um, because he, he, he's so dependable on, on the the short stuff. I, I think Landry should go to Green Bay. Um, you know, I don't, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they, freed enough salary cap to kind That's of sign it, yeah. but that, that to me would be, would be a great location for him. Um, whether Cooper will carry this team. um it is an, is another question, which, you know, I, I think they'll give him every chance. Whereas Obey, for example, I was being used as a decoy, blah, blah, blah. I think Cooper has gotten used to the fact that he was sharing the, the load in Dallas. Yeah. And now he really does have a chance to be a number the one guy. again. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, I just, I just, I just wonder if he's worth, if he's worth the money, which is what you say about a lot of guys in, in this free agency period, when you're when you're trying to judge the free agency, if you judge it in a vacuum, mm-hmm. some teams look like they've done better than others. If you judge it against what they've spent and what that will mean down the line mm-hmm. in terms of the guys they have to cut this year to you know to make the salary cap work, or next year, and you know uh, New Orleans has all of a sudden manufactured a whole bunch of salary cap, you know by by. Deferring contracts and re- renegotiating them, but that just means that they'll they'll stay in this same salary cap hell. You know they they're <laughs> they're um, they owe what were they? They were sixty two million in dead cap, which they can't change. Obviously, they were forty four million negative. <laughs> they weren't just you know, they weren't over the cap. <laughs> they were 44 million. <laughs> hey, and so they made most of that back. But they, you know, they'll be paying they'll they'll be paying Drew Brees like eleven million million this year. Um, you know, not to play. Atlanta's gonna be paying, not paying it's it Atlanta's gonna be um 40 million on the cap to uh, Matt Ryan and another yeah. 15 to Julio Jones, dead money. Um, that they've already given these guys, but they're yeah, still yeah. paying it off. they terms going to be of accountable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is uh, part of the, when we do the Ryan trade, that's a big uh, part of that.
1: I, I love this idea of them being so in hock. It's like, uh, remember the Sopranos episode, whether Tony's friend or, you know, colleague i guess so i think i think your old school buddies weren't they and he was the he was the high school star and he then ran the sports shop and he wanted to get into the into the poker game that frank sinatra Jr. was playing in, and he got in <laughs> over his head that's basically the saints right they are now, <laughs> yeah you know that sports guy uh, that's put the uh, the car keys in the condo in the middle of the table all right well let's talk back Ryan, to the colts that broke uh, of course the last 24 hours is that going to be uh, Rivers part two or is it going to be closer to the aforementioned Stafford yeah, L.A. story? That's
0: the right line. That would have been my line. Um, OK. You know, and and I, it was weird because I was reading guys saying, you know, Matt Ryan's a first uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, um, you know, much better than Philip Rivers. So I said, have you been watching what? this? What? <laughs> know, Ryan, Ryan got to a Super Bowl. Which yeah. Rivers never did, but but Rivers has had a you know much better career overall. I mean, I'm a term- big
1: Matt Ryan fan, and I love this move. Yeah, that, that's crazy. You know, so- and
0: you know, and and Ryan, I think, has only been to one pro the year he got the MVP was the only year he went to the Pro Bowl, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. But but anyway, not to put Matt Ryan down because I like Matt Ryan a lot. um What what this is is a great deal for Indianapolis. They they've got a quarterback whose strength used to be throwing deep. A lot of people think his arm isn't what it used to be, but he's still willing to stand back and yeah, throw deep. And if you yeah. think of Nick Foles um in Philadelphia, you know, that's what Frank Reich w- would like would like to see happen. He goes to a good team, a better team than Atlanta, um, with some good offensive weapons, a great line, good run game with Jonathan Taylor. Decent- I'm, worried about the rec-
1: I'm worried about the receivers though, Mike. I think they're skinny there. Yeah. Um, and, and, you Pittman, know, and then not much else. TY's yeah,
0: TY is a free agent, although I wouldn't be surprised if they brought him back on a right. lower contract because there hasn't seemed to be much, much interest um, in him so far. Yeah. And this is a good draft for...
1: Um, for receivers, they'd have a first rounder, though, do they? Because of the Wentz yeah. deal. So yeah,
0: the Wentz steel takes takes that away. But there's you know there's going to be some receiving, and there's still receivers out there as well, um mm. like like Jarvis Landry, for example. Mm. Actually, yeah, um,
1: to the Colts is a good fit.
0: Yeah, so you know, so it makes a lot of sense from the Colts' point of view. Uh, mm. He's probably better a better. Value than than Baker Mayfield at this point, um, Jimmy G seemed to me to be a good place to go to, and I'm not quite sure what's going on with Jimmy G, because I wonder if if San Francisco's hedging their bets again, um, mm. you know, and mm. and um, ho- holding back on that um, because well, as in
1: looking, waiting to see how last develops. Uh, yeah, they... because
0: right now, I mean, there's there's really only one big spot now. Um, which would which is Seattle, yeah. Um, with it with indie with Indy being filled, who had no court no quarterback. Um, big Jameis spot being a-
1: what because you think for Seattle a quarterback really could... to go big knee Drew Locke as you, is come as on. Their co- Come on, Mike. We love to look <laughs> I know you I know you do. No, okay, fair enough. Seattle definitely or Carolina, of course.
0: Carolina and you've got you've got Sam Darnold, um, you know, who they obviously <laughs> so, don't so want. So Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> um that to me would be a Baker Mayfield landing place. Um oh, it's like
1: you've been reading the running order because that's another of all these questions. Let's go there. Where do Baker and GBG go? Um, so Carolina, well, Seattle.
0: Yeah, going just just to finish off, Matt Ryan, so we don't have to oh, go yeah, back okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. Atlanta just decided it was this year or next year. Which year do they decide to go through salary cap hell and rebuild? And mm. Arthur Smith obviously decided to do it this year. Mariota was a free agent. He, he, play, he worked with Mariota in Tennessee. Mm. Um, he doesn't have any receivers because Calvin Ridley's gone and Russell Gage is gone. Uh, but he has, he has um, picks. Quarter round. And he likes he like and he's brought him back. I, my idea was to sign Jarvis Landry and and re-sign Cordero. and then you'd have Jarvis Landry play wide receiver and quarterback, and Cordero could play wide receiver and and ha- and halfback. Um, you'd have a, you'd have this kind of mix. And match offense. But anyway, that, that was simply clear out this year, might as well. Mm. Um, got to do it sometime. And next year there's a pretty good quarterback draft where this year there isn't. Um, so it, it right. kind of makes sense for Atlanta, but but um you know they didn't get great value for Matt Ryan in a third round pick. But mm. okay, now Baker. Oh, Baker hang on, Mayfield. hang on, hang
1: on, hang on. Oh no, because I just want to on the Arthur Blank point, business is business. But do you think there was an element of sentiment in that decision? Let Matt Ryan go, he's got a couple more years. Let him try and find a ring elsewhere. Let, let, well, let, let my boy go. That that's a good way to spin it.
0: Um, you know, and, and I don't think Arthur Smith had any of any of that um um sentiment sentimentality to, to toward toward Ryan. So mm. um, yeah, I I for them. Um and it's a bite the bullet for for Atlanta, but they've been biting the bullet for years. Um <laughs> and, and never you do you remember when when you know Julio was going to put them over the top. Yeah. <laughs> you know Tony <laughs> you Gonzalez could, yeah. was going to put them over the top. Oh, totally you know cheap. they had they had a number of bo- moments like that and, and apart from getting to that one you know Super Bowl and and then mm. blowing the 28 to 3 lead, they never did get
1: over the top. Final piece of that jigsaw is, is Wentz uh, to the commanders, Mike. So what did you the make commies. of that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: What did you make of um, that?
0: that? That's the triumph of hope. That's the triumph of hope over experience. Um, and and um, um, what did they get back? They didn't get a first back. Um, was it a third? They got a second. I think it's a second and what they call a conditional third, which actually ought to be called a conditional second because – it's a second round pick unless he doesn't play enough snaps rather than a third round pick, which becomes a second. If he does play enough snaps, okay. because I, I think you have to make the assumption that, that you're getting him to play the snap. So it's a second round pick. that will become a third in, in the second year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, Wentz, Wentz has loads of loads of potential, which he hasn't realized. And if he can't realize it with Frank Reich as his, you know, as his offensive coach, mm. I'm not sure if he can do it in Washington. Um,
1: Fitz yeah. is still a free agent. Fitz, he's still available. He could, because, well, let's move on to, yeah, the, the Baker and Jimmy G, the mid card, they're mid carders, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, they're why are they kind of 20, in that 20 to 25th rank quarterback? Well, range. I, I, I'd, I'd put Jim Baker in that
0: range. I'd put Jimmy G in the 12, in the sort of 12 to 15 range. Ooh, okay. I, I I think Jimmy G's he's got moments of meltdown kind of Mm. like Wentz in that sense. Uh, Wentz's stat line, by the way, is remarkably, I wrote about this on, in my um, Friday column, Wentz's stat line this last year was remarkably impressive. You Mm. know, by some of the metrics, he was like the ninth ranked quarterback in the league, you know, which doesn't take into account the kind of brain fart kind of moments that he, Mm. that he produced, but um, Baker's, Uh, I would guess, you know, what you what you say is is closer to Baker, you know, kind of 18 going down toward toward the 20. Um, I think Matt Rule coming out of that Southwest, you know, that big, big eight kind of big 12 kind of thing might understand Baker a bit better. Um, and they, they might be a decent fit for Carolina, and and Carolina strangely enough has done some really good things in free agency. You know mm-hmm. they they um, they've strengthened the offensive line. They got um, Dante Freeman, who looked really good in Tennessee last year when when. Um, and what's his name? Was Derek that Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry, thank you. Um, Rashad Higgins had his moments in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so
1: that's good. And a good deal. Go back to your point earlier the Higgins was a, they got him for a song, right? I mean, yeah, it's kind of
0: and and they got the Matt Leonides from um, Washington mm-hmm. who's going to help their defense a lot. Corey Littleton fits their defense better than he did the Rams. So, you know, I, I think Carolina's improved in a lot of ways, and, and yeah. that could be a good. A, a good landing place for Baker, um, particularly with Higgins there. Um, That that yeah, could right. probably that could probably entice him a little bit. Yeah, um, I like Baker. I like Baker to, I mean, to make I, that move.
1: I think he's. I think he's tough. You know, I know he. You know, when he came out and early on, there was the whole Johnny Manziel had that swagger. What have you done? Bit too cocky, but I think he retracted from that quickly enough, and I think he showed a lot of a lot of toughness. He was back, properly banged up for most of you, last you,
0: season. You you still see stories about him being immature and more interested in doing commercials than doing the hard work in the film room and stuff like that. But I I think his basic problem is that he's a short quarterback Mm. and he hasn't been able to learn the way some short quarterbacks do how to use throwing angles and and possibly hasn't been in an offense where the where the throws are programmed enough so that you can make that space for you. Well, I'm thinking of Drew Brees in particular. Yeah. For, you know, for Brees sure. is really good at finding that throwing the tunnel he can get through the arms. But in Sean Payton's offense, he knew where the ball was supposed to go. Yes. Um, and the two of them were, you know, they were on the same page always. So first throw, second throw, third throw, he could check through the progressions really quickly um and, and get the ball away. I'm not sure that Mayfield's ever had that luxury. Um mm. In Cleveland. Now, the problem for Cleveland, as it is for San Francisco, is the law right now, their bargaining position is pretty weak because everybody knows they've got to get rid of Baker yeah. Mayfield, and they—they're um, well,
1: asking for a first as well. I mean, yeah,
0: and they're not going to get it. You know, they might get a second. Um, that would, to me, seem fair. But but if Matt Ryan's gets a third, if Matt Ryan gets a third, yeah, you know, I, I'd argue Baker gets. You know, I'd give Baker a third. You know, Matt Ryan's um, fifty-seven years old though,
1: so the- <laughs> well,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, but he's Albert been, Breer, by the he's way, been reporting... more successful. It's Albert Breer is uh, going to offer a fifth and have to play for his uh, touch team.
1: I'm keeping an eye on uh, Twitter, by the way. Uh, Shefty and Albert Breer, you could be, the way that Freire has gone, you could be traded from our pod at any moment, Mike. So you
0: might, <laughs> might have to finish <laughs> well, it. Well, they got to negotiate a new contract with uh, me, which will not be hard to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
1: that won't take long. <laughs> the, home team, the home team discount doesn't apply forever, you know? Um Breer, um, Breer I mentioned it because uh, on the GBG, front two second rounders is what he's suggesting the 49 is want for that's
0: that would seem to me a pretty fair price um if that's what they want um because this is a guy who's been to a Super. he took him to a super bowl he took you know he he got to the conference championship game you know yeah. um he's had some bad luck in those games he's brittle which is the you know which is the downside you you can't count on him to go through a, a full game he's probably better in a play action kind of offense than he would be in a straight drop back uh kind of offense but you know um i i, I keep thinking that there'll be one more quarterback move mm. before jimmy g uh, and and again when your value goes down when your bargaining value goes down then what you can do if if contractually you can get away is hold him till the beginning of the season right when someone gets an injury or yeah, you August know or, or and, yeah, a suspension right. and and can't play and and therefore um uh, his value shoots up again shoots a bit right up yeah um but they you know um like i said i i always get this this kind of nagging thing in the back of my mind they still can't make up their mind about about what mm. you know what they want to do
1: um
0: because uh, i i agree with year. you on
1: that because i think that It was a. It's been widely suggested everywhere you look that this is it now, Jimmy G. It's not a case of if, but when. But everyone was talking about on the inside how raw Trey Lance was, and I'm not certain, like you, that they think because they're going to think they're contenders next year, particularly in the NFC. They have to. They have to. They have to be. I don't think they. I don't think it's a, it's a given that Trey Lance is a quarterback week one. And if not, then why not roll with Jimmy G for, for another year? I, I think that's a really good point. You know, the other team that we haven't mentioned that keeps coming up too, and I'm scratching my head as to why would the, they need a quarterback, or they, they're interested in Baker, they'll be interested in Jimmy G, is Detroit. And I don't see either of those players as a significant enough upgrade on Jared Goff. There, there's,
0: there's a... Um like as with Trey Lance there's the thing that you went out and you paid a big price to get Trey Lance which which then puts a pressure on you to make the best of it because to justify the fact that you paid that big price um the, yeah. the Lions didn't pay a big price for Jared Goff um except that they traded you know their their popular starting quarterback away and i i don't think i have a list here of, of the teams that that didn't have that, that that might want to move on you know besides carolina Mm -hmm. Um, Chicago won't because it's fields, same deal. Philadelphia probably won't because they really sort of are committed to, to getting Hertz through another year and seeing if that works with Sirianni. Yeah,
1: which is surprising, because I think if you, we'd had this comment, well, we probably did in week 15, Hurts would have been on, Philly would have been on the list of they probably move on from him.
0: Yeah, and I mean, Garoppolo would be a decent fit yeah. for them. Goff was one, Daniel Jones in New York, who's now playing his fifth year option out. So, mm. you know, they could they could move on. They signed Tyrod, um, but, you know, Tyrod's not a long-term in future. Um and and interestingly enough, Pittsburgh. Um, mm-hmm. but I I suspect Pittsburgh may be tempted to draft a quarterback in if not this year, then next year. And you know, Trubisky was a good value signing for them. And and part of that was that people thought, I think, have come to the suspicion that Trubisky wasn't quite as bad as his reputation that yeah. you know, if the doink kick goes over, they're in the playoffs and, you know, and then see what happens. But also, I mean, who what quarterback has played well under Matt Nagy in Chicago? <laughs> sure. the, the, yeah. the answer is no one. Yeah. Um, and the other uh, the Saints, I was saying for the last two months, the Saints will resign Jameis. Yeah, uh, because before he got hurt in the first seven games of the year, he played pretty well. I mean, no, the turnovers were minimal. Yeah, um, the downfield passing was impressive. Now, with Sean Payton gone, can they continue? You know, w- will question. they be able to to do that with him? But but it's certainly now you know they've got options there, mm. um, so they don't they don't need to rush the same way Pittsburgh does with ha- Haskins and Trubisky and Mason Rudolph. You know, mm. if one of them can't get them through the season, Rudolph, you know, yeah. I don't I don't know. And and Houston apparently is content with davis mills i really i I I like like davis i like davis mills as well and i liked him when they drafted him um and i was surprised he played as well as he did as the season went on you know he got better as the season went on yeah um and of course lovey smith got to the super bowl with a rookie kyle orton yeah and then and then and Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman, of course. Yeah, at, you know, those two of them quarterback them to a Super Bowl. So I don't think yeah. Lo- I don't think Lovey cares who's the quarterback. And you know, <laughs> uh, and, you know
1: I don't think he does either. <laughs>
0: it's like um, I've got a great picture of of um, of um, what's his name Ingram, um, the black actor who was in a movie called Green Pastures in the '30s, where he plays God, and he's got a white beard. Rex Ingram was his mm. name. and um, he's got a beard. And um he's talking to an angel, well, you know sort of, and he looks just like Lonnie Smith. <laughs> all he's missing is the headphones. Uh, and you know he, he could he could be it. he could be on that on that way. So yeah, you know I, I don't I, I just think there'll be one more move. I'm, I' I don't know who it'll mm. be. Um, there aren't really out there, you know any other freelance any other freelance yeah, any other um, you know cam, Gabbert, uh, yes. Josh
1: Josh Rosen is available. Josh Rosen, like.
0: Trevor Simeon. You know, they, there's nobody out there who you would want to to be your starter going in. And in fact, you know, Case Keenum and Teddy and um,
1: well, Tyrod are all signed as backups. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Teddy's. I you love know? that deal. Love yeah, that I mean,
0: movie. that's a great signing. Yeah. Great. Miami's side. had a good. Yeah.
1: Don't steal my thunder. Cause we're going to go next up on only sister, the best individual deal. In oh, okay. Well, so obviously far.
0: you want to do Miami then. So yeah, do. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll lead off. Um, so love- Matt,
0: who do you think's had the best, <laughs> who do you think's had the best <laughs> off season so far?
1: I love, I love, well, this is individual deal, but I'm going to kind of cheat and double uh team because I'm going to put Ray Mostert and Chase Edmonds together as one. I hope I'm allowed that propo. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I really, really like that. Because to your point earlier, context is, is, is key. And the value, The those are two, relatively speaking, underrated, under the radar free agents. When you think about all the big names that have flown around, the, the deals that have been done respectively uh, are uh, good value, I think, for Miami. And by all accounts, I love the, the connection uh, with the new game plan that's being put in, right? I mean, Mustard obviously has history. Well, Mustard, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: yeah. Mike McDaniel, yeah. Has I mean, history with and, him, so. you know, his only problem is staying healthy, right? Um, which is why getting a second running back makes sense for them. You know, I, th- yeah. I think that, that was that was a good move. It was kind of like what Buffalo was trying to do with um uh JD Isaiah McKenzie and J.D. McKissick, and now mm. they've signed Duke Johnson um mm. from Miami to give them a second kind of multi-threat back although McKissick and McKenzie together would have been just terrorized he, you know you could put two of them in the two of them in the slot you know or run them going out of the backfield it would have been would have been they're, they're just so quick you know but love that I, I agree with yeah. you I think Miami that that really good signing
1: love those um obvious but I still love it I just I say obvious I think this seems to have divided opinion because I think there are some that suggest that Wilson's best days are behind him, and he's not the player he was. And so D- Denver's overpaid, but I love that move. I think it is going to to your opening gambit, Mike. I think that is going to put them over the line. I'm not saying yeah. they become Super Bowl contenders, but they're certainly even in that division. I think uh, a good bet for the playoffs.
0: I, I think Russ was playing really well at the end of last season because he was hurt. You know, for the first he he missed his first games of, of his career. You know, he yeah. played on a bad ankle one season, um, and you know, I, I think I think it is a good move. It is a good move. I've, I'm not as impressed with Rand with Randy Gregory. Um, you know, as as the as a big ticket, I I find it mm. funny that that, he, that Dallas and Denver were were battling over um, you know giving him 70 million, 70 million dollars mm. because um, he's never been able to put together a, a full a full season of, you know, if he can, this is a better location for him than Dallas, you know, mm. and he'll have, he'll have a better chance um, to to do that there. Um, but he's not Von Miller, for example.
1: Do you like the Von um, Miller bills deal?
0: Well, a, it's not as big a deal as people were saying. Apparently the, the structure of the deal is such that it's not really 120 million. Mm. Um, I'm not, I, I'm not. I don't dislike it. I'm, I'm not going to put you know because he he is what he is, and they'll use him as a designated rusher, which is kind of what they used Jerry Hughes for uh, in the past. They didn't lose a lot. I like that they resigned Mitch Morse. Um, I still think they probably need to upgrade a, on the offensive line. They lost a couple of good linemen to other teams on mm-hmm. defense, but they they still have depth. and Ed, Ed Oliver is probably the most underrated player in the NFL. I think right now, I, I think Ed Oliver's just a hell of a great lineman who doesn't, doesn't get the kind of attention he, he should. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, yeah. I, and I think that's another over the top kind of, move, move. Yeah. Um, certainly certainly will please will play it
1: please the people um, oh, interesting what's that that's just a ringtone oh i like that's a new Carson ringtone what's happening no, you um, know hang in. on oh, okay. um, i'm doing a po- i'm doing a
0: podcast right now so I'll have, again, ba- I'll have to call you back. i'll have to call you back it's an important podcast it's nat coombs and you know how he hates to be disappointed goodbye
1: goodbye <later>. Just pause. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that is so staggering. All right, Mike, the man in demand. Oh, we've got to do a whole episode of outtakes of your phone yeah. calls. And right. Which uh, which deals do you like? Individual and, you deals. You know, right. it's
0: like, funny. I was sitting there. I, I, I've been sitting sorry. I, I sorry, I, I've been sitting, you know, open salary cap up for teams, you know, like the Saints I went through, and I, I could save oh. them like 15 million on the cap by cutting six guys.
1: Um, Maybe we should get you over there, and let hook you up with but uh, hook you it, up with the front it, office.
0: Yeah, but it's interesting because you realize that most of the deals that that will save you cap without costing you a lot in dead cap are mm. small ones, and and when you're down the bottom of the roster, if you cut a guy who's say making a million two, and there's no there's no dead cap you then have to, you, he leaves your roster, but you have to add another guy to the 51. So that's 895,000 right there. So you've right. actually only saved yourself 300 grand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It, it's, it's ridiculous. But anyway. But um, oh, just on that, on that, on the money side, because Jacksonville uh, getting uh, r- widely criticized for the deals that they've done. It's difficult, isn't it? When you're in a situation like that, even with a supposedly on franchise quarterback of the future, You know, and the Joe Burrow factor was a little bit different. He made Cincinnati more appealing. Mm -hmm. Lawrence hasn't demonstrated enough to necessarily do that. But when you're a team as bad as Jacksonville, you've got to overpay, don't you? I mean, they're getting slated for the deals (laughs) they're doing. But what else? They don't really have many options, do they?
0: That's one argument, I suppose. Um, And I hadn't thought of that. But you know, they paid big money for guys. Yeah, Zay Jones. Yeah. You know. um, You know. Faticolo Ingram's a one-year deal. So Scherf is, is a really good guard, but he's always hurt. Um, mm. And you give him a three-year, $50 million contract, that's tough. Um, Olu, Oluokan, as I tweeted the other day, is now the highest paid member of his class at Yale, if you don't count inherited money, um, <laughs> because he's got a 345. And, and he's a good player. But, you know, they let Miles Jack go. Yeah. And you know, I think he's better than Miles Jack in the sense that if he's going to be your middle linebacker, he's probably a better got better instincts. Um but and Darius Williams a pretty good player. Um 2 years ago he was a really good player. Um and and so, you know, Christian Kirk though is being paid like a number 1 receiver and I'm not convinced yeah, he's what, going to be a number 1 receiver. That's what I mean. I
1: guess it, yeah, it's definitely we want this to play high and a lot needs to go right for them. DJ
0: shark is gone and, you know, and, and maybe, yeah, yeah well, it's Doug Peterson. So you want a deep receiver, you know, that, that's, that's important, but
1: cleaning house you as asked well about my pushed.
0: favorite. Yeah. yeah your my,
1: favorite. Yeah. Go for it.
0: My favorite team or
1: uh, go individual first. Then we'll look at we'll individual.
0: Look at I think yeah. miles Jack, um, mm-hmm. I just, you know, and it's funny because miles Jack last year, they traded Joe Schobert to Pittsburgh for like a sixth round pick, I think. And then they pick up Miles Jack from Jacksonville and Joe Schobert's gone uh, as a cap casualty. So Joe Schobert really must someone in Jacksonville must really hate Joe Schobert or what whatever. But um he's a good free agent pickup if you don't, you know, if you want a two-down kind of active linebacker. But Jack is just two years, $15 million. He's so perfect for Pittsburgh um, as one of the two inside linebackers. They're gonna be have two really fast guys inside. He reminds me. Um, a lot of Ryan Shazier. Um, I don't think he's as good as Ryan Shazier in terms of run play. Shazier had great instincts, filled holes quickly. Jack's a little bit slower to do that. He makes more tackles at the line of scrimmage or beyond, um, but he's better downfield. Um, he can cover receivers really well, and that's going to give them a lot of flexibility Um you know, it's kind of like Tampa with those two guys, um, what they did against Kansas City, that inside out kind of thing gives them that, that opportunity. And, um, you know, they, they got a couple of guys for the offensive line, James Daniels and, and Mason Cole um they got Levi Williams from Buffalo to play corner which has always been a problem for them for the last few years so I, I think Pittsburgh's one of the teams that's that's done really well okay um, and, and I like I like that signing a lot the other one I really liked was Jordan Whitehead to the Jets from Tampa the strong safety again mm. bargain two years 14 million his coverage isn't that great but you know they had Jamal Adams and Marcus Marcus May and now they got um the guy they drafted and. Um, who I liked a lot in Davis, Ashton mm. Davis, and Jordan um, Whitehead. So they got two good safeties again, and they got DJ Reed from Seattle, who I think is a really good player at, at corner. Um, so that you know, the, the, the
1: Jets could be on the move. Ooh, I didn't bet you didn't think you'd be saying that uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, well, maybe that's going think... to be
0: a tougher division. You know, I wouldn't pencil here the Patriots here. in for second in that
1: one. Ooh. Uh... Well, in which case are the Jets on your list as the team that's improved the most in free agency?
0: Well, one of them. um, Cincinnati would be
1: another. Oh, I, you've I, I, I had my this notes. discussion with, my, with Ollie. Oh, well, you took it. So, uh, yeah. Well, full <laughs> disclaimer. You mentioned I, I missed that yeah. call. That there might team that I think. I and, mean,
0: Kappa. They got Kappa. They got Karis uh, from the from the Bucks and the Pats. Yeah. Um. Then they Collins. got Lael Collins, yeah. who who was probably using the Pats to boost the price up. Um. And the Pats then re-signed Trent Brown. Um. Yeah. Collins is not probably as good as Trent Brown at his best, but Trent Brown gets hurt a lot. Um, and Collins is younger as well and has the flexibility to play guard as well as, as tackle. Mm. Um, So that, that gives them a lot of flexibility um, in in the line. And, um, and they added a a tight end, which will, which will help, which will help them a lot, Um, especially since Uzoma's gone. So, um, you know, so that's good. I, I kind of like what the Raiders have done so far, Mm. you know, Adams, you're breaking the bank, but, but, you're going with Derek Carr. You might as well give him a really good weapon, not Jay zone Jay zone Zay Jones, J-Zone, <laughs> J-Z. <Jay-Z. laughs> That's the good guy. Go for it. And, um, you know, and then the, the I love these little trades, you know, Ngakwe for Rakia Sin. Mm. Ngakwe fits Indianapolis, at least when Fluss was there, much better than he fit the Raiders defense, which actually nobody fit the Raiders
1: defense. Cause they didn't seem to be able to figure out what the defense was. Well, other than um, that, why is he a better fit in Indy?
0: But, but he, they need a corner. I mean, they need a steady corner and that's what he is. They got Chandler Jones now. Mm. They also got Everett, who's not a bad corner. Um, and, um, so that the defense probably is going to be better as well. And yeah. Patrick Graham is a really good coordinator. There'll be multiple. They'll, they'll probably three front most of the time. Um, but but I like that a lot. So you know, and the Bucs, I think have done nothing wrong. They just re-signed Fournette, who yeah. also went up to the Patriots and used them to boost the price probably. Mm. Um, but you know, um, what have they lost? Carlton Davis. Yeah. Um, and uh, they Logan Ryan's not going to replace Carlton Davis, but he, he gives them another body back there. They tag um,
1: Godwin, of course. So and they
0: tag Godwin and Russell Gage is really good.
1: Oh, Howard's you know, gone as well. I think hasn't he?
0: OJ Howard's gone, but that's, if Gronk comes back, which I'm sure he will, that's, that's probably not a, a huge problem. Yeah. Um. But Gage gives them another, another receiver, you know? Um. And it's funny because Mike Evans is like the highest cap guy on the team, um, mm. including Brady, Uh. you know, who's only, I think he gets nine in salary and his cap count is like 20 something,
1: mm. um,
0: which is, which is pretty reasonable. Even if he, even if he is, um, even if he is forty-five, and then of course the Chargers made a couple of big, showy moves, but until they do the offensive line, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. Defense is great. I mean, J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, uh, Seb Joe Day, um, you know that that's fine. But you know mm. the, the offensive line sucks, and you know you've got to you've got to address that.
1: So on teams or deals rather it doesn't have to be teams specifically that deals teams overall window individual moves that have left carlson scratching his head which ones do you think uh well maybe we haven't mentioned yeah we, we, so we talked about the jags it, obviously
0: yeah. um dallas, I, want, I don't yeah. get dallas sometimes but it's pure jerry you know they lose gregory so then you got to go out and, you know yeah you got to spend some money to to make up for it. And, and same with, uh, with
1: Cooper. And I wonder whether they thought they were going to get the Wilson deal done. And that's why they let Cooper go. Right. Maybe because I don't get, I mean, you made the great point earlier that despite Cooper's productivity and how important he's been to that offense, he's not a, He's not a, a, a prototypical number one, right? And, and increasingly what really, really yeah. well in that that trio and, of Tim Wilson and Gallup, right? And so yeah. losing two of them, I'm, I'm worried about. This.
0: Well, their CD Lamb is still is still there, Lambs but yeah, and, Ced- Cedric Wilson obviously Gallup's real. Cedric Wilson is very underrated. I think he's right? you know um, he'll be a good fit in Miami, um, but then they gave Gallup the kind of deal that made them move away from from Cooper. Yeah, this okay. is the kind of yeah. thing I I don't quite get. Dante Fowler comes in Dante Fowler's a, like a one-trick pony and it's not a very good trick. Um so, you know, it's like I I think New Orleans probably did the same kind of thing in the sense that they they tried to clear the deck so they could sign to Sean Watson mm. and and then and then didn't. Um but it's funny because I mean the Browns have um the bears have not been the Bears have not done anything that's impressed me. Um, equanimous St. Brown and Byron Pringle, um, Mm. to replace Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson to the Rams was a great move. Yeah. Um, now they've let Robert Woods go, which they can do. I it means they probably still sign Odell. Um, Mm you Know because the two guys Woods and Odell were both injured, and uh, but but Alan Robinson, I think, is a better receiver than either of them. Um, mm. you know, and and opposite opposite cup, it gives you that same thing that you got from those guys in the sense of being able to do multiple multiple things. Um,
1: and they're buying low as well because you know, I know he was going into last season was highly touted, but. It stops down a bit. And yeah, yeah. I, still, I, I, like I love
0: when people do the list of quarterbacks who've thrown to Allen Robinson. Interesting. <laughs> poor, poor guy, you know. Um, I'm, I'm a little surprised. I mean, the, you know, the Giants have done the usual kind of Meh. smoke and mirrors kind of thing, you know, where it doesn't actually help the team very much. Um, you know, Glawinski's okay, um, he'll, he'll help. Um, the. Um, um, the team that nobody seems to talk about is Green Bay. Mm. Um, Zedarius is gone. They signed Preston Smith to a big deal. They signed Devon, Devonder Campbell, um, who had a great season. And, you know, they really had to re-sign him at all. But what are the, What else have they done? Have what they, do you they think they, happened with that? Have they Adams. done anything to replace Devontae?
1: What well, do, do you think? I mean, what's your take on that? Because I assume that rogers well what do we think did rogers i think we were i think too many
0: people were too many people were assuming this was this was like brady and gronk
1: right okay exactly
0: that they they were that they were tied together at the hip and and that he loved playing with rogers and i think he probably didn't love playing with (laughs) with no one else rogers wanted to throw to (laughs)
1: Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> um, which was a challenge he overcame for sure. You know, I think he's the best receiver in the league. Um, but all this kind of every year having to deal with, will they? Fran- are they going to franchise me? Mm. You know, when you get a chance to go for the really big bucks and a team that wants you unequivocally, the ego, the ego certainly get stroked and and mm. i think that was a large part of what of what happened he and his best do, and his
1: mate there who of course played in college yeah, played cars, in college yeah.
0: with Derek with Derek Carr and they were really good I mean,
1: yeah i
0: did one fresno state game I, i'm trying to figure, i think it was against rutgers right at the beginning of the season his senior year and and the t- Carr was better as junior than as senior year, but that game they they just looked unstoppable um i think Diggs might have played in that game too but anyway, um, I you know, I think that was it. He, he just he got that chance um, instead of always having to hassle and worry. And is 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 Rogers going to be back? If you know, is Jordan Love going to be throwing to me? Mm. Who's going to be the second receiver? You know, is it Alan Lazard? Um, is it M- M.V.S.? Um, oh, somewhere, somewhere. Where did I do it? Um, ah, yeah. You know who who are free agents, I think theoretically speaking mm. aj ty obj mvs ae and ab <laughs> and julio jones <laughs> aj sorry aj and ab they're they're JJ, all, JJ. they're all they're all, uh, they're all free agents. you know it's like it makes like really easy all these nfl players should just have you know two initials for names works
1: for, works for me works it for works, me
0: it works for me and when you look at the guys who are left there's some good players left on yeah Bobby Wagner's yeah. out there Bobby Wagner, Teran Matthew, Armstead. Yeah. Um, as you see, I'm just honestly, I'm, I'm looking at my list, but when you look down the whole list, you know, in, in that top t- kind of 15 or so, most of them are in their thirties. Mm. Um, so there's a bit of hesitation. I think teams, you know, they're going to hold off a bit and these guys, well, no, you want a four-year deal. We're, we're not going to do it. You know, you're going to have right. to look around for a two-year deal maybe um, for, from somebody, but um, you know, I, Trey Flowers is out there, um, and and to me, the thing that would make most sense for him is to go back to New England.
1: Mm. Uh, what have you made of New England's window?
0: Oh boy, it's hard to feel. I mean, I know Bill's waiting for the second tier free agency. You know, when mm. when he's got a bit more leverage, they don't have a hell of a lot of cat salary cap move. Mm. I mean, the biggest move of the the biggest move of free agency was them losing Gunnar O to uh pittsburgh that was maybe gonna i got yeah. a are you kidding me
1: two years four
0: million yeah um i mean the problem with him was that he's only a returner mm. um i don't i think they gave up on the idea that he'll be a slot receiver mm. and since he's not really a coverage guy on kick teams they you know they've lost a lot of their special teams exactly
1: guys. that's un- that's unusual for the for
0: yeah the Pats, but they you know what do they need they needed they need another receiver.
1: Need a receiver.
0: They need to get quicker on defense, which they don't appear to be doing by re-signing the same old slow guys from from last year. Mm-hmm. And now they need offensive line um, because Tampa. Um, I didn't mention when I mentioned Tampa, but they got they traded for Shaq Mason. Yeah, sure. For or they know they cut Shaq Mason to save cap space, and they signed. Uh, they traded for a fifth round pick. Mm-hmm. The Patriots got it, which is a great bargain. Um, and it replaces Ali Marpet. I don't think Shaq's mm-hmm. as good as Ali Marpet, but he's pretty good. Um, and the Patriots signed Trent Brown, which I don't know if they wanted to do because of the age and injury. Um, but, you know, I'd rather lose Isaiah Wynn than Shaq Mason, say. Mm. Um, and they lost Ted Karras, um, who I think is replaceable. But, you know, on when you is there and he didn't start last year. And so I, I suspect he starts at one guard. Um, and then the other guard, they're going to have to either move, they could move, win in, um, but they've never won and used Justin Heron, but I'm not, I don't think Heron's that good. Um, so, you know, it's an interesting draft because the strong points, offensive line, defensive line, not Not solely edge rushers, but also interior defensive line is very strong in this draft. And wide receivers, those are kind of the three. And those go four, five, six deep Mm. in terms of guys who will deserve a first round draft. So if you're drafting... Between, you know, 15 and 24 or whatever, you'll probably get a shot at a pretty good player mm. um, if, if you if you hang around and wait for one. And, you know, mm. and obviously if a couple of quarterbacks get taken and not, none of the quarterbacks seem to be um, desperation guys, you know, I, I, I don't see, say, see, I can see Seattle drafting a quarterback, but I can't see them assuming he's going to move in and start. Um, you know, Malik Willis would be a great fit for a number of teams, but I can't see anybody figuring he's going to start as a week
1: 1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, Mike, we're out of time, but uh this and is can gonna... Yeah. Did you... you see my FMTE column? I mean well, see, I was I... going to plug it, Mike, but you yeah. crashed it so you plug it. I, I crashed it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to give because you a beautiful plug.
0: Of... Okay, go ahead and give me the No, 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 plug. you you
1: knock you <laughs> yourself yeah. out.
0: But, but the, the reason I, I crashed it was that I did two columns last week, as I said mm. earlier in the show, to, to keep on top of the news. But the week before was the Iron Mike's Got a Big One column.
1: <laughs> is this a new column?
0: It was Kenny Pickett's hand job.
1: Oh, God.
0: Kenny Pickett's eight and a half inch hands. Well, oh, this is just
1: getting worse and worse. I
0: actually measured Iron Mike's hands. Right. And I've got 10 inches, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is where the podcast stops right right now. Brilliant stuff. Great to have I Mike back. Hope you've enjoyed the last 60 minutes or so. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. And there is plenty more where that came from because we got some great guests lined up for you next week. I don't wanna. Let the cat out of the bag, but let me tell you some big names coming your way over the coming weeks. College days rolling as well. Ben, we'll be cranking that up next week as we start to get towards the draft. I might talked about it a bit, didn't he? And uh, the draft class and where there is strength and where there is less substance. Well we will start to put some detail on those names to get you, getting you set for uh, the draft and making sure that you understand which players your teams could be in for. All of that rolling as we roll into April right here on the NC Show. At the NC Show is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Still no TikTok, but Ollie's back. So we're uh, that's on the agenda. We're going to be talking about TikTok and uh, many other things over the coming weeks. Hey, listen, if you haven't already drop us a review on whichever platform you listen to us on we really appreciate it enjoy reading them all we all, always read them uh helps us with our sponsors all that good stuff so if you have i don't know 30 seconds a minute uh, hop and do that we'd appreciate that and thanks to everybody who has taken the time to do that back at ya. we love you we'll see you next time bye for now